Welcome to episode 40 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I'm Josh Anderson, and in this show we are going to do the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross 2021 preview show. This is a little late and the night before, but uh, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm a little behind, a lot behind, a lot of podcasts, but... uh, Let's just get this going here, and um, if you have time to listen to this, it, way to go. And uh, doing some house remodeling projects, so just fell behind, and uh, and let's go. Uh, let's start off here. The first race of the season is going to be at the Fox Raceway at Paula. Uh, when it comes to the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross season, I will be going to the Spring Creek Motocross. At July 17th, that should be a exciting race. Uh, that is the closest race to me. Uh, I always go to the U.S. Bank Stadium races when they come to Minnesota. I went to the 2017, 2018, and 2019 races here. Obviously, in 2020, they weren't coming here, which was disappointing in terms of Supercross, but Motocross. I've gone to a bunch of them, and I will be returning there this year. I already purchased my ticket, so we'll be going. In terms of round one, let's look at the 450 class, and let's go through the top contenders and where I view how they will do this season. So let's start off with number one. Uh, That will be Zach Osborne. On the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. Uh, Zach Osborne did not necessarily have the greatest Supercross season. Uh, he, when you review his Supercross season, he struggled massively on starts. And uh, he had a bunch of speed. But because of his starting problems, he kept finishing around 10th position. And then he wound up getting hurt. And then he missed. Now, he's coming into this season in motocross hurt. And uh, when you listen to other sources or other podcasts like Pulp MX or anything like that, he is unable to do any type of physical training that he's been uh, able to do before. So that's going to be able... It's going to be hard for him to come into the season and be competitive, I think. Uh, I don't believe he's going to defend the championship in 2021. When you look at the 2020 championship, it was a great run for him. He had great seasons, or I'm sorry, great races at Loretta's. Uh, He took advantage of Tomac having mechanical issues with the mutters and he won at Redbud and he salvaged at Spring Creek and uh, he had um, he basically he, you know, he managed the championship very well when he got the massive points lead at the beginning of the year and he was able to hold off Adam Censorello. Now if the championship was 12 rounds do I believe he would have won the championship over Adam or even Eli? I, I don't know. But for Zach Osborne coming into 2021, he is a back injury and we have full 12 rounds. I don't think he's going to win the championship. 
Uh, there's a possibility that he might not finish the series because of the back injury. We're going to have to see how well he manages that. We are, you know, they were going to go or they were going to try to have extra breaks within the calendar. That, it looks like, is not going to happen. They had to change the Southwick schedule around. So they're going to have an extra four races in a row now. Um, so, Zach, uh, the one thing I'll highlight on him, and he announced a one-year contract extension in 2022. So he'll be back on the Husqvarna team. Uh, Zach, it'll be interesting to see outside of the back injury if he can continue. The one thing in 2020 that helped him out was his starting or his starts, and that's something that uh, he has never had. A you know he's never been able to start well, and magically in 2020, heck, he was starting very very well. Now in 2021 Supercross, that did not that did not happen at all. So. We'll see where his starts are when come around in the motocross season if that maybe develops again. But I, I don't think his starts are going to be there. And uh, I think he's going to be a fringe top 10 guy with the injuries. And depending upon how well the track, if the track gets worse or if the ruts develop, he's going to, we'll have to see what his, his endurance. And as I said before, we'll see how how well he actually ends up lasting the season if he pulls the plug if if there's surgery involved and if he wants to get ready for the 2022 supercross season and, and that's sad to say but back injuries they he might last the whole season or he, like i said he may pull the plug now the next rider i will talk about is the 2021 supercross champion in cooper webb he will be on the Red Bull KTM. Now, when looked at Cooper Webb, he had a pretty consistent and pretty solid 2021 Supercross season. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily dominant, but it was a uh, he won eight races and uh, he well, he he is your Supercross champion. There's nothing else to say about that. Uh, the rest of the field was extremely inconsistent. The one thing that you look at Cooper Webb. Now, the one thing is, well, when he won the 2019 championship, he had the huge, you know, he didn't really look like he wanted to even compete in the 2019 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship because he won the Supercross Championship. So uh, he was uh, top seven, top eight guy most of the season and then he finally won a race at uh, Melville that year and then he missed the the rest of the year so I don't know I, I don't think Cooper Webb is going to win this championship I think the one thing that you look at Cooper Webb that was exposed is the raw speed issue that's something you looked at Atlanta I do think uh, when you look at even Eli Tomac this season, even though I'll get to Eli, he's my next rider, I'll get to, but Eli Tomac has more speed. Uh, Adam Cincerello has more speed. Chase Sexton has more speed. Ken Roxon has more speed than uh, Cooper Webb. And that's one thing that he lacks, and that's going to be a problem when you get to motocross. When, you, when, when Supercross, 
he, he can take advantage of the more slower lap time tracks and he can manhandle the rest of the guys. Motocross, he's going to be un, he, he's not going to be able to do that. And he, the one thing he can do, and even in the 2019 season, he, he, un, since he has moved to the KTM, he's been able to get starts. And that has been good for him there. The one thing, though, if you look back at the 2019 season, he wasn't really able to hold those starts, and a lot of people were able to pass him. And in the Supercross season, he, he's able to hold his line, and he's able to defend those passes. Super, or motocross, people pass him, and he's not able to hold up that speed at all. And it, it's a problem. Now, the other thing I'll say about Cooper Webb, and you look at the motocross seasons, I he has not been able to honestly finish a motocross season, I don't think, in his entire career. And until that happens, I, I have a hard time believing that he's going to win a motocross championship. Now, in the 250 class... In 2016, he he won the championship that year. But uh, when you look at the 450 class, he, because of a Supercross injury or he got hurt in motocross, he has not finished a motocross season. And that's why until he actually does it or he produces more speed for motocross, I just I have a hard time believing that Cooper Webb is going to win the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for the 450 class. And he could prove me wrong as a fan. Now, he has proven me wrong doing the Supercross Championship, but I just have anadolic, or I just have more evidence to show me that he is not going to win this championship because there is just more riders that have more outdoor championship talent than him. All right, the next rider is Eli Tomac. For the Monster Energy Kawasaki for the final time. Uh, it's not official yet, but all signs are pointed that he is going to sign most likely his final two-year contract with the Monster Star Yamaha team for the 2022 and 2023 season. So for Eli Tomac, he is going to go for his fourth Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. It will be interesting to see where he is at the supercross season did not go well for him he you know even though he finished third in the championship this is probably it was probably his most disappointing season to me even i think even the 2015 and 2016 championship you can look at at him as either young and experienced or coming back from injury in a new bike this was just like what the hell was i watching treatment so, when looking at the 2021 season, you have to see he's had three weeks off to prepare. And we'll have to see if he's ready to go. And for Tomac, it's going to come down to if he can get any starts. If Tomac can get any mid-pack starts, the, basically at any point in the race, I think he'll be fine. Also, it's where his first laps are ready to go. 
that's where I think is is going to be where we should look at. And I think I'm going to go with Eli Tomac. And I, I know he burned me last year the, when I picked him. I, did, I wasn't doing a podcast last year. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> but um, I thought Eli Tomac was going to win the championship, but uh, he had two DNFs. But I think I, I'm, I'm questioning this decision because I also thought he was going to win the Supercross championship, but I'm, I'm going to do this again. But I think Eli Tomac is going to do it. I think he's going to win his fourth Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. I just, I think the three weeks off are going to help. And he's going to move on to Yamaha with the number one plate. I don't know about the Supercross Championship. I think that might, I think that may be out the window. But I think motocross, that may be here. And we'll see where that goes. But uh, Tomac is my pick to win the championship. All right, next up is number seven, Aaron Plessinger on the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha. This will be his final season on that team. It is reported that he is going to the Red Bull KTM team. That will be an interesting switch to him. And I think this is also, even though he has a new deal, this is going to be an important outdoor season. Uh, Aaron, ever since winning his outdoor championship uh, in 2018, he, his outdoor performances have been lackluster. The fact of the matter is, is that he's been injured going into outdoors, and uh, his outdoor results have been lackluster because of it. So we'll have to see what Aaron Plessinger bring to outdoors. Obviously, this Supercross season was impressive for him. He finished top five in points. So let's see him bring that to outdoors fully healthy. And the bike's better. So hopefully that brings a new Aaron Plessinger for that. And next up, Aaron, or sorry, uh, Adam Cincerello, number nine. For the Monster Energy Kawasaki. He is the new number one on the team. And hopefully he's fully healthy. Uh, that's the one thing that you're looking at. Uh, if uh, Eli Tomek goes down at all. Uh, I think Adam Cincerello is my number two pick. To win the championship. And I will fully pick a second guy. To win the championship I think at this point going forward. Um for Adam, it's all about not making mistakes. It's not having tip overs and it's just uh, finishing every race at maximum points possible. Uh, obviously, in Supercross, he got hurt. Uh, he got hurt, and then it's uh, hopefully he's got the nerve damage fixed and also the uh, lower body injury fixed too. That was the other uh, issue that he had. So. Hopefully uh, he's good to go. He finished second second in points in the 2020 season. And uh, let's go, Adam Cincerello. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, uh, content number 14 on the Monster Energy Star Yamaha. He's continuing his rookie season. Uh, for, when it comes to Dylan, uh, it's going to be coming down to his starts. Uh, I don't think he is going to be winning the championship his rookie season. There are too many top contenders. Uh, could he win a moto 
the answer is yes, but that is going to come down to if he magically gets a start and knowing Dylan Ferrandez, that is uh, hard to come by. Uh, all through Supercross, he got maybe three starts all season and he got a second place at round two in Supercross and the rest of them he went down and then he had to charge hard. So we'll have to see what Dylan Ferrandez does. I I can see a lot of top fives, and then um, I can see a lot of bad starts and then charging forward from that part. By the way, for Adam Cincerello, I can see a lot of wins for Adam Cincerello. Uh, then we have Dean Wilson for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. He is riding for a contract for somewhere. Uh, we do not know where he will be riding in 2022. And he announced on the Pulp Show a couple of weeks ago, or well, about a month ago, that uh, he wants to do at least two more years. And with that said, he needs a good outdoor season on where he wants to go. Uh, when it comes to Dean Wilson, I don't see any race wins with this stacked field. So what I have to feel is a lot of maybe 8 through 12s, and I don't see anything worse than that. But I think Dean Wilson is going to make all the races, obviously, this season. I think last year, he or last motocross season, he missed the final couple of the races to clean up a few things for injury. But due to not having a contract going into 2022, he's going to want to... Make sure he makes all the rounds and then make sure he makes, uh, it's possible he can make a top five, but he needs to find a little bit extra within himself to get to that level. We have Joey Savacci, uh, number 17 on the Rocky Mountain ATV. No word yet on where he's going to be in 2022. Uh, Joey Savacci had quietly some solid rides in Supercross. When it comes to outdoors, this is a very important year for him in terms of outdoors. He came back last year on the JGR team after his uh, injury from the foreign races. Uh, we'll have to see how he does this year because, uh, like I said, we don't know where he's going to be in 2022. And he he does have talent. And uh, he it, it's, it could be a rough year for him outdoors, but he could show some flashes. Obviously, he did win some 250 outdoor races, and I mean, the talent for outdoors is there, but this is an extremely stacked field, and I, it's, it could be a rough year for him. Uh, then we have num number 19, Justin Bogle, with uh, the another Rocky Mountain ATV team. Uh, for Bogle, I think this might be his la last ride on uh, any type of, even a secondary team. Uh, it, it was a rough, rough Supercross year. He wasn't even racing the back half of the year. Uh, concussions, other injuries. So when it comes to Justin Bogle, um, he, he, ugh, this might be the last time we might see him racing because, I, I, I look, he's a talented dude, but I don't know, man. It might be time to, I think other riders might look. I, you know, I heard Chris Kiefer say sometime, you know, we should be, a lot of these guys might deserve these rides, but 
at some point these dudes keep crashing and some I'm looking at a guy like this and I'm like it might be time to just call it a career because you keep getting hurt and we have number 21 Jason Anderson um, he is on the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team looking at him this is going to probably be his last year on this team uh, no official word yet, but it looks like he's going to be on the Monster Energy Kawasaki team. Uh, there's some conflicting reports on this at the moment. But uh, when it comes to Jason, um, he won uh, well the Supercross season. He had speed, but the problem that he had is he never really had the greatest starts in the world. They weren't Dylan Ferrandez bad in a lot of ways, but... He never got like uh, top five starts. They were all like seven, eight, nine. But so by the time he got the fourth place or even fifth place, the top three were always typically gone. But when it comes to Jason Jason Anderson, he he won the first moto at Loretta's. So he even though he's never won an overall, the the motocross ability is there. So we'll have to see if he could. He, I mean, what he the overall ability is there. It's just seeing if he can get the start or not. Uh, we have twenty-three Chase Sexton. Uh, I think he has the ability to win this championship. It's just going to be if he can be a consistent overall winner, and it's just going to be if he can hold it together. Uh, it's in Supercross. He the, uh, it was his rookie year in Supercross, so he he did weed himself and missed some rounds. But this is going to be his second year in uh, Pro Motocross, so I think he has a chance to win the Supercross or sorry Supercross uh, Motocross. So uh, he could win multiple overalls and he could win this championship. It's just a matter of getting good starts, which he can. And holding it together. Uh, moving on, we have number 25, Marvin Muskan. He had an extremely slow start to the Supercross season. Uh, lots of crashes, bad areas. Uh, first time, he did not finish in the top three when he completed an entire series. Even though he finished, uh, he won uh, the end of the Supercross season. He started to, sl uh, sl um, sorry, uh, slow uh, sorry uh, he started to um, show glimpses of the uh, old Marvin Muskan so we'll have to see if uh, he can um, uh, move on forward he's a full year removed from his knee injury we'll have to see if he signs another year to his KTM contract uh, we don't know yet It'll be cool if he does, and if he doesn't, that's going to be uh, um, his decision after all. But it's cool to see Marvin, another year of Marvin Muskan. He had some pr pretty competitive years with uh, Eli Tomac when Eli was on top of his game. Now Marvin uh, is another year of competitive, of basically he can win, uh, he, he could win this championship, but... Uh, Something always holds Marvin back, and it, but if he's found his strut, he can do it again. A uh, little bit of other riders, Brandon Hartraft is coming back. He's going to be on a Twisted T Suzuki. We'll have to see how he finishes because uh, Supercross did not go well, but uh, uh, Motocross, he's a little bit bigger, heavier guy, so 
I think he's going to be around 20th position. Well, it's going to, it might be a little bit rougher here too, but motocross might go a little better for him. Uh, Christian Craig is going to be on the Monster Energy Star Yamaha team. Now, he got hurt at the end of the uh, Supercross season, so it will be interesting to see how healthy he is and how ready he is coming into the series. Healthy, he could be a top 10 guy. Uh, he might be a 12 to 15 guy at the beginning of the year just because I just don't know how healthy he is going to be. It looked like on social media today he signed a new deal to be on the 250 team for next year for the uh, Star Yamaha team. And then he uh, 450 outdoors again for the following year. So good for him. Uh, Max Anstey returns for the Twisted T Suzuki. Uh, if he's on, he could win an overall. If he's off, he could be maybe a fringe top 20 guy. So we're kind of, we got a weird variant there for Max Anstey, or he could be a top 10 guy. So uh, Max Anstey, good. we'll have, be interested to see where he is. Uh, but uh, if he's on, he could win an overall. It will be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, Frederick Noren is going to be racing. It looks like he's going to be on the KTM this season. Uh, then we have Justin Barsha on the gas gas. Uh, if uh, <laughs> we'll see if he's on the gas this outdoors. Uh, for Barsha, uh, we'll see if his uh, his Supercross season was extremely consistent. Uh, we'll have to see if um, if his outdoor season is a little bit more steadier. Uh, some of his outdoor results on the Yamaha were a little bit up and down. Uh, if the gas gas behaves more like a KTM, is it going to be a little bit more consistent? We'll have to see. Could he win the championship? I don't know. It's uh, He's always been a little bit better Supercross guy to me than an outdoor guy, even though he's won uh, a lot of outdoor races, but uh, I think he's better Supercross at this point. Uh, Justin Rodbell is returning to the 450 class in outdoors. Uh Jacob Hayes is returning from his injury. Uh, according to Main Event Moto, uh, he is doing a couple races on the California rounds early, and then he so he, he according to Daniel Blair, he just wants to score points early on, and then he's going to finish off the year when the when the series comes back to California to do better at the end of the year. Uh, Cody Shock is going to be uh, coming to back to the 450 class. He rode in the 250 class in Supercross. Uh, Mitchell Falk is going to be on a Gas Gas. He uh, he rode in the 250 class in Supercross. We have Alex Ray. Alex Ray is continuing to be on the SGB Racing Babbitts Online Kawasaki team uh, for A Ray. It's going to be finishing top 20 every race. Uh, looks like he's been pounding out the motos if you look at his Instagram every day. It is possible for him to finish in the top 20s every moto if he's been racing with uh, every guy he's been racing with. So I think the goal for Alex Ray is finishing in the top 20s and he could do it. Uh, then we have the final championship contender in my opinion uh, I will talk about in this is Ken Roxett. If uh, I think, I know I picked Eli Tomac to win his championship, but with that said, if Ken Roxon is fully healthy, 
and 100%. He will win this championship. And I know I said I, I also picked Eli Champion or Eli Tomac to win the championship and Adam Cinderella. But I know in my heart of hearts, if uh, if Ken Roxon is starting and he's healthy and he and he's even anywhere close to 2016 form or or even 2014 form, I hate to say this, but he he's going to win this championship. He's got more speed than Cooper Webb outdoors. He, he and outdoors, he's a better starter. And first lap speed, no one's catching, catching Roxon. So uh, we'll have to see if anywhere mentally Roxon is weak, because the last three Supercross races were, were pretty bad for Ken Roxon. So uh, that was, it was pretty hard to watch, honestly. That's why I was kind of keeping Roxon towards the end of this. But uh, uh, let's go, Roxon. Uh, if that that is only if. Ken Roxon can finish this series. That that that's the only caveat there because uh, we don't know. Um, last season, obviously, the outdoors went later, so the temperatures were much cooler. Now we're heading back to where the Supercross is going to be going into the more hotter weather. If we go back to the 2019 season, uh, there were instances where Ken Roxon was getting lapped in motos, where in like Moto One. Ken Roxon was competing with Eli Tomac or Cooper Webb, and in the very next moto, he was getting lapped. So it, does he have that fixed? Now, in the 2021 Supercross season, I didn't see any uh, medical issues happening, so that might have been fixed. So we'll just have to see uh, going forward. Uh, any other notables in the 450 class? Ben LeMay is going to be number 97. He's going to be on a KTM. He did not ride in the Supercross season, did not have the support, but uh, he will have the support in the motocross season. So good for him. He could be a top 20 guy if he has had the trading. Uh, Nick Schmidt looks to be riding in Paula. We'll have to see how he does there. Uh, Cole Thompson, the... Uh, Canadian rider is going to be riding Paula before he goes back up there. Uh, any notables? I'm looking here. Now, there's um, a few other riders I should mention. Uh, Henry Miller it, uh, announced on Instagram that he tore his ACL. So he is no longer going to be racing at least Paula. He said he was going to reevaluate his knee. But I have a sneaking suspension, uh, suspicion either he's going to ride hurt or he might just miss the rest of the season and just pack it up and go for 2022. Uh, for the 450 class right now, the number of entries is only 61. I think they can they can usually do 80. I don't know if it's because California, they didn't want to push it, but even though they're on uh, Native American land. Uh, looking at the rest of the racing, uh, anyone that's notable here in the Fort Hunter Schlossler is in the 450 class. He's number 193. Uh, Jeremy Smith is also is 309. He'll be he uh, Pulpa Max just did a privateer podcast with him. He will be on the SGB Racing Kawasaki team, and then. Uh, Dylan Merriam, 559, is going to be racing on the Yamaha. Oh, uh, Ryan Surratt is going to be on the 450. And how could I forget about this guy? 
Philip Nicoletti, Filth, Filthy Phil from Club MX, is going to be racing in the 450 class. Uh, he's going to be a top 20 guy every single race as long as there's no mechanical. How can I forget about Filthy Phil? Uh, his starting paralysis, I mean, when he his starts are wonderful. Um, when I uh, when I ever get the chance, I um, with my little one now, I really don't get the, much of an opportunity now. But uh, when I was watching, when I get to watch Dungey, because I'm a huge Dungey guy, uh, Phil was always getting starts in the 2015 season, uh, or 20 yeah 2015 season against Dungey. So uh, Phil Nicolay is coming back. Uh, last time he raced in the 2018 season, he was always a top seven guy. So good for him there. He got a podium his last season when he was in America, when he rode in Canada last Canada land the last couple of seasons. So. Uh, Good for him. Good for uh, Club MX on getting him there. So, like I said, I'm picking Eli Tomac to win a championship. My secondary is Adam Censorello. But if Ken Roxon is healthy, Ken Roxon is going to win the uh, 450 championship. And sorry for stumbling through some of that because, you know, when you haven't talked in a podcast in, in a couple of weeks, you can kind of stumble. So I will apologize for that. All right, so let's get to the uh, 250 class here in that preview. Uh, we're coming into a place where there is going to be only one returning defending champion, and that will be Jeremy Martin. He won the 2014 and 2015 championship. Now, normally he would be out of the class by now, but he's had a really weird case because he he got hurt and then yeah he's gotten hurt a couple of times and uh, uh, well he's didn't want to <clears throat> he didn't want to point out so uh, here we are so we'll have to see if he's coming back the following year I don't know but uh, here we are. He's coming back. Uh, hopefully, he got hurt in the Supercross season with a dislocated shoulder. And uh, there were some rumors that he might have a wrist injury. Uh, some people were tweeting out during the press day writing that he looked fine. So we'll have to see. Last time in 2016 when he was riding injured, uh, didn't go that well. He didn't really have the speed to go around anyone. He just kind of rode the pace of riders around him. Now, last season, he didn't have the bike that uh, Dylan Ferrandez was riding. This season, he does. So, it's going to come down to if he could get the starts of Justin Cooper. So, uh, it seemingly be that uh, early on in his career, uh, Jeremy, Martin's problem, Jeremy Martin's problems was his starts. And... So far, later on in his career, I haven't seen that has been his problem. So uh, I'm not picking Jeremy Martin to win the championship. I have in the past. Uh, I think he could be my secondary choice to win the championship. But uh, I think I think he could win multiple overall wins this season. I think he can have the speed, but. After thinking about this clearly, my pick to win the championship 
is the second person I'm going to win or the second person to that I'm going to talk about. And that's going to be Jet Lawrence. I've thought about this a lot. And uh, overall, I think Jet Lawrence is going to win this championship. And I, I really wanted to pick Austin Forkner. And I'll get to him in a little, little bit. But I think Jet Lawrence, he really, you know, he really impressed me the final race of the Supercross season. Uh, early on during the Supercross season, he kind of was out of control and he was insane a little bit. But I kind of looked back at his motocross season and it was extremely steady. It was. He was always around the 4th and 5th place. He wasn't doing anything insane. He was always extremely, extremely consistent. And when you look at the Supercross season, he was showing a lot of flashes. Now, he did crash, but he was showing flashes. I truly think that he's going to elevate himself to win this championship this year. I don't think... I think a lot of guys have a lot of problems. And a lot of holes within themselves in the 250 class. And I think Jet Lawrence is going to elevate himself above the rest. And the one thing about Forkner, let's just get into Forkner now. I think Austin has similar talent skills as a Jet Lawrence, even though Austin is, is, is uh, older. The one thing that I think holds back Forkner is Forkner is just missed a lot of pro motocross time because he just kept getting hurt and hurt and hurt. So when we get back to Jet, Jet with being consistent, he made all the races in motocross season and he finished out the season. Yeah, he pretty much made all the races for Supercross season this year. I, I'm ready to go when picking him to win this Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for the 250 class. Uh, next up, we have RJ Hampshire. Uh, when it comes to RJ, unfortunately, I think he will get hurt at some point. That's usually the uh, MO for RJ. Uh, he he might he'll get a podium at some point. Um, that's that's where we'll go with him. Uh, when it comes to Alex Martin, uh, he is going to be, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes on a privateer-based more. I mean, he's going to he's gonna be on a Yamaha, but he's not going to be on a factory-based Yamaha. So it, it, he's going to be, I don't know what, how the JGR bike and the bike he's going to be on now. Uh, when he was on the Rock River team before, he was on a competitive bike, so it's possible that this bike is comparable to a Star Yamaha, but it might just be a little bit off, but we'll just have to see when we move on to closer to the season. Now, I don't believe he was press riding at Paula. I don't know if they were saving money as a, as a team, but um, either way, we'll, we'll see when he gets to the race day how Alex Martin does uh he's also coming off injury as well uh we have joe shimoda who had a uh number 30 we who had a very impressive supercross season we'll have to see how that translates into the motocross season 
He has never got a podium in motocross, so that will take an incredible step forward into the motocross season. We also have Cameron McAdoo, uh, he, number 31. He is going to be, he's also in the same boat. He's also never podium either. So we'll have to see if he can take a step forward in the motocross. He was extremely consistent when he was on the KTM, when he moved into that mode for the uh, uh, Red Bull KTM team. Uh, but in terms of motocross, he's kind of in the same boat as Shimoda. Does he take the step forward there? Then we have Justin Cooper. Now, he's going to be picking for a lot of people. He is a, the championship favorite for them. But I, I would tend to want to pick him. But I just, the problem I have with Justin Cooper is he starts off a season hot. But then he fades more than a Ken Roxon does. And that kind of, it's actually more of an abrupt fade than Ken Roxon. But the other thing that kind of happens, it's kind of more like a, it's kind of mirroring Dungey-like where he's extremely consistent and can win early. The, the problem he has, though, is he, he can't, if there's always seemingly a guy who has more speed than him in a series. I, I know that's a weird thing to say and a weird thing to say that he's going to lose, but every time, I mean, I, I think a Jet Lawrence is better than him. I think an Austin Fortner is better than him. I think a Hunter Lawrence outdoors is better than him. A, a, a Jeremy Martin is better than him. So I look at certain guys who have more more speed than him, and even though that he is a better starter than him earlier in the series, if they can uh, keep pace with him early, and the other thing, though, is if, if he doesn't get the starts, I, I don't fully believe that he is going to be able to keep pace with him. And that's early. Uh, if, if you've seen him when he was going up against AC, or if he, heck, if you've seen in, even in the Supercross season, if, if he doesn't get the start, he doesn't know what to do, and he gets flustered, and he gets frustrated. So, um, and I think Jet Lawrence has seen that too. So, uh, it should be interesting to see what happens to him this season when that does happen. Cause I think it does because, uh, Jet Lawrence is a good starter and Austin Fortner is a hell of a starter too. So it should be an interesting season this route. Uh, uh Derek Drake is going to be on the bar X Suzuki team. Uh, he's going to be a fringe top 20 guy in my opinion. Uh, and then we have the return of Austin Forkner. He is going to be on the Monster Energy Pro Circuit team. Uh, Austin Forkner can win this championship. Don't get me wrong. I think he can. It's just going to be... The, the thing about him is just it's just going to be really where... Uh, sorry for the background music. I have my baby monitor on. Um... It's just going to be if, if he's training enough and he has the endurance enough. The fact of the matter is, is that, like I said before, he hasn't done motocross since uh, 2018. And even before then, he really didn't ride much of the series because he got hurt. So hopefully he can do most of the series. And like I said, even though I picked 
Jet Lawrence to win the championship. I think Austin Forkner will be my number two just because I am a fan of his, and I think he can win the championship. It's just a matter of can he get through Paula with enough points, and can he maintain his level-headedness and not get hurt because he hasn't completed a full series. I, I don't even remember the last time he completed a full series without getting hurt. Um, then we have uh, Carson Mumford. He is going to be on the FXR Chaparral Honda team. Uh, this is an important season for him because that Supercross season necessarily didn't go well. And this is his second stint at going through a uh, pro motocross season. This is an extremely important season for him to go through here. Hunter Lawrence, this is going to be a full season for him. It will be interesting to see how he does here. Uh, he's been injured coming into a season, fully healthy coming into this season. And a lot of people are predicting him to win this championship. I don't, but I think he can win some overalls this season. Uh, Michael Mosman, number 42, is entering the season healthy. Uh, when he was on the Husqvarna a couple of years ago, he was challenging into podium positions. Um, last year didn't do anything because of injuries and concussions, so it will be interesting to see if he can come back into that position this season, going into top threes and top fours, pushing into wins. Um, Pierce Brown, this is an important season for him into the pro motocross season. Last couple of years, he did nothing going into the pro motocross season, so he's got to show something. Uh, now we have Garrett Mar Marchbanks, number 48, on the Club MX team. This is the first time Club MX is going into the uh, 250 support, support team for him. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks will have to see if he can get fully healthy through an outdoor season. Uh, I can't remember the racetrack uh, on top of my head, but usually at some point he'll get hurt in an outdoor race. I honestly can't remember which racetrack that is. Uh, then we have Jarrett Fry. This is an important outdoor season for him on the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha. Obviously, Nate Thrasher has been winning Supercross races, and Jarrett Fry has done nothing. So this is an important season for him. Then we have Colt Nichols on the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha for Colt Nichols. Obviously, he's coming off the 250 Supercross Championship. So for Colt, going for an outdoor championship is important for him. And he's had a couple, uh, three weeks to prepare. Uh, he is a solid outdoor rider, so we'll have to see what he can do outdoors. Uh, Styles Robertson is riding for his another outdoor rider here. Um... Didn't really show much flash in Supercross outside of one Daytona race. He kept getting hurt, so we'll see what he does here. Then we have Ty Masterpool, who was dropped from Star Racing. He's going to be on a privateer effort here, but we'll have to see if he can still get his starts here on the 250 team here, obviously on a privateer team. That's going to be a little bit harder to do here. Then we have Jerry Robin, Minnesota guy. I'm, I'm a fan here of him. Hopefully he does here. Then we have uh, Dylan Swartz, Nate Thrasher, and then Maximilius Vaughn. i got to end here because I have a kid upstairs that needs attention. Seth Hammaker should be interesting to see what he does on the Monster Pro Circuit team. Uh, anybody else I need to look at here? Um, no. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, Max Volan, hope he does well. I pick, I'm picking him in Pulp MX Fantasy. Um... 
on uh, on Saturday. I know that. Uh, other than that, uh, everybody here, thanks for listening to my podcast. It's a little bit shorter than I wanted to do. But other than that, thank you for listening and have a good night.